Amy Palmer, President and CEO of Soldiers Angels. So what inspired you to join the military? Um, you know, I think my reason for joining the military was rather typical of a lot of people. Um, I grew up in a very small town, um, had a lot of siblings and didn't have a lot of opportunity for college. So I um, joined the military because I wanted to go to college at some point, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, um, what I wanted to pursue. And I really didn't have the maturity I felt to uh, to succeed right away. So uh, joining the military was a great opportunity. So why is it important to you to work in the nonprofit sector and help other people, uh, military or veterans? You know, I think um, one of the great things about the military for a lot of people is really kind of discovering who they are and what their interests are before they go back to college. And, you know, during my time in the military, I uh, quickly learned I was the, the planner and the organizer. So I was always the savings bond person when we had military, you know, used to push savings bonds, um, combined federal campaign. I was the one who asked people to contribute to CFC holiday parties. I was the one getting the raffle items and setting up for the first squadron parties and those sorts of things. And so um, when people had questions about resources, you know, that I was the one that they went to to ask. So for sergeants and uh, unit staff would ask me, you know, where do we get this? Or we're trying to send care packages to, you know, during the Gulf War, how do we get the money for that? Who would donate for that? And so I was always kind of that resource. And so, um, you know, I was working in personnel and so they would come to me at the, in my office and ask me these various questions and, you know, for guidance and such. And so um, I started volunteering for a military and veteran charity about that time and just slowly moved from a volunteer to a staff position. Um, you know, we tell people all the time here, if, if you wanna get into nonprofit, volunteer. Or if you don't know, volunteer, because um, a lot of times, you know, uh, nonprofits hire former volunteers or volunteers that, you know, have a passion for the cause. Um, and it's a great way for them to see, you know, what you're able to do and uh, and also for you to, to discover what you're passionate about. So how did you get involved with uh, Soldiers Angels? So I was actually with another military and veterans charity for about 11 years. Um, I knew Patty Patton, who's General Patton's great grandniece, um, who was running Soldiers Angels at the time. We had worked on some projects together. Um, both of our charities were um, had large presences in San Antonio, and so we'd worked closely on some projects together. We had actually done um, quite a few, you know, Soldiers Angels has Valor IT, a program for um, to give computers and iPads and things, and at the time, even GPS systems to um, wounded, ill, and injured, um, combat wounded who needed Dragon software or disabilities, you know, specialized software um, for brain injuries and, and all sorts of things. And so we had worked on a project um, to gift those out between the two organizations. And so I got to work really closely with Patty. Um, we had talked about me joining Soldiers Angels a few times along the way, but, I, you know, really wasn't interested in in doing that. But when she was ready to retire, she said, either you take it over or we close it down. And so, you know, I said, let me let me take some time to look. And I looked at their volunteer pool and I'm like, what would all these amazing people do? I mean, they have you know, we have over 60,000 volunteers um, wow. who are active That's and 
you know, and some of them are very passionate. We have people with tattoos of soldiers, angels. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are very passionate about the work they do for soldiers, angels. And I could not imagine that going away. So I was like, no, let's, let's just revamp, regroup. And, uh, and so I came on, you know, as a consultant for a little while and ended up staying. I just love the organization and the people. Can you tell me a little bit of background on the organization? Um, so the organization was started, as I mentioned, by Patty Patton Bader um, when her son was actually deployed to Iraq. Initially, when he deployed, she was sending care packages to him. Um, of course, you know, in the early days, they weren't hearing from them, and she just kept sending packages and sending packages. Um, she eventually, um, like some mothers do, we don't encourage, but she called his unit and called multiple people, ended up getting his commander, which I'm sure embarrassed him greatly. But um, but he said, your son is the luckiest man in Iraq because of all the care packages he was getting. And he was sharing them with others. So she created um, a blog and then a website where people could go and get matched with a deployed service member because Patty couldn't afford to do them all herself. Right. And so she set up a website and initially a blog where people could go and get matched and, and basically adopt their own deployed service member. And that pretty much grew um, from there. You know, it wasn't intended to be a nonprofit at the time, just a, a project to provide support to your son and, and people he was deployed with. Um, you know, over the first 12 years, they were really focused heavily on deployed support. Um, and then and during that time, we had over 180,000 volunteers to come through our system and actually adopt and support deployed service members. So um, as deployments drew down, we shifted. And so, you know, we we still have a lot of virtual services where everything's by mail. Uh, we were virtual before virtual was cool during COVID. Um, and so we, uh, we everything was by mail, care packages, angel baking, where you bake for deployed chaplain support, deployed medics, canine units. So we added some home-based things people could still do by mail because they were used to doing that, um, including virtual baby showers, adopt a family for the holidays, a caregiver program where they could mail things to caregivers um, of wounded, ill, and injured. So we, we added components based on that virtual model. And then we also added our veteran support where our local folks that are in the field can go in and serve veterans and VA medical centers. That's impressive. That is a lot of things. And, and it's important for them, you know, people to know that they're not alone. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for 12 years doing deployed support, people were used to sending us care package items, um, hygiene, snacks, big companies, you know, coffee companies, um, books a million bookstores. We do coffee drives with them twice a year. Girl Scouts, a Boy Scout popcorn. We um, work with Trails End and get the um, donated popcorn for the troops through them. And so, you know, knowing we could no longer send pallets and pallets of that overseas just because of drawdown, we still send a portion of it, but a lot of that has to find other homes. And so creating a partnership with the VA medical centers um, was great. A lot of them have warehousing spaces um, and they're able to store and distribute. You know, they see hundreds of thousands of people um, right. come through those hospital doors and to be able to honor and thank veterans is a great opportunity. And a lot of those people we were serving are now veterans. And so many of them, you see us in the VAs and say, oh, you got, I got letters from you. I got cards. I got packages. And so it's a great space for us to be in. Um, we also have been doing since COVID, of course, more active duty garden reserve support since so many garden reservists have been activated and deployed, you know, for stateside issues, COVID, border security, um, natural disasters and things. Um, we're doing more garden reserve support as well. But, you know, it was a great tie in to take those things. So initially, 
um, you know, we had care packages. So you've got snacks in there and you have toiletries. So we started taking the toiletries and making hygiene kits for veteran patients who are hospitalized. So if they come in and they don't have family, they can have hygiene products. We started taking the snacks and making uh, non-perishable box lunches. So the tuna pouches, the chicken salad kits, granola bars, fruit cups, and started making box lunches for homeless and low-income veterans who may not have a meal. So we were able to repurpose some of those excess items to support a different population that was still a really good fit for what we did. So what are some of the things that motivate you? Um, you know, one thing I love about Soldiers Angels and why Soldiers Angels is so great to me is we're small enough that I see the impact every day and I get to interact with the families. Um, I go to the food distributions and meet veterans that we've served. Um, I talk to caregivers. You know, I know many of them by name that are registered with our programs. So it's really great to see the difference that it makes um, in their lives. And, you know, a friend of mine was talking about, like, we don't always realize how fortunate we are to have what we have. You know, you live in a subdivision where everybody makes about the same. Everybody can afford about the same house. And you don't see what we see every day of people who can't pay their bills, who, can't, who don't have money for food. Um, we have one veteran we gave a vehicle to through um, through a partnership with USA and the National Auto Body Council. He got a vehicle, his broke down, but he used to, he comes to our food distributions. He used to drive people to appointments. He used to take other veterans to grocery shop who didn't have cars. He did all of that. And yet he was also, you know, one of those that could have used it too. And he got a new truck. And that was the first thing he was excited about doing is being able to help people again. And so seeing those people who are living and barely getting by themselves and serving others, like people don't realize what that's like and how that changes your perspective on how blessed you really are for what you have. What have you learned from talking to these families and everyone you just talked about? Um, you know, just oh, they're so grateful for what they have and uh, they're great. So grateful for every day. Um, you know, I was reading something last night that was talking about we're always looking at when we get here, when we get here, we'll do this or our life will be better when we get here. And we've been to here many times, but then there's a new here. And um, and so for those people, they just live every day. Um, you know, they have food today. They have gas today, they have a car today, they have a roof today. And so it's really great to see that because, you know, it just makes you happy for what you have. Um, but I also learned a lot about the struggles that they face and, um, and navigating the system. You know, I'm one of those veterans, I actually just got my VA disability letter last night for my appeal, and uh, which took a really long time, but I was grateful for the process and, and to be able to get that. Um, but, um, but, you know, you realize what that process looks like, and especially for older veterans, many of them never applied for disability or benefits in the early days. And some of them, you know, after what they've seen in combat and seeing amputees and brain injury right. patients, they, they don't feel like they deserve it. You know, I'm nothing like them. I don't deserve disability. And getting them to navigate the system or even be willing to navigate the system is a challenge. I actually messaged one last night and said, hey, listen, I got mine in today. Um, and, 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 and rated for things I really wasn't expecting. So you really need to give it a try and, um, and, and just see what happens. You know, and so some of them are severely, you know, injured or have injuries that, you know, back injuries and neck injuries and things. 
um, that have impacted them their whole lives, but they but they see an amputee and they're like, I don't need it. I don't deserve it. Um, so, you know, it's all it's humbling to see that. But it, but it's also I feel like it's really an important role for us to encourage them to um, seek out those benefits, because, you know, as they get older, they're going to need those more and more. Um, as they start having more and more injuries related to those same things. And so, you know, that that's a struggle, but something I'm hoping to uh, be able to accomplish. So where do you want to see the organization in the next three to five years? You know, we want to grow, but we want to grow at a pace that allows us to still maintain that direct access to people. Um, that that knowledge, you know, even our board members, they engage. Um, one of them, actually, our vice chair, um, was asking for a for her church group to be able to go um, do some yard work for some for some of our veterans. And you know, so they're engaged at the at the level that they see it, and uh, and we want to stay there. You know, we don't want to get so big that they're removed or that we're removed from what that looks like. Um, and uh, and so we, so we do want to grow, but you know in a way that's that we can manage. Um, we do surveys every year to those that we serve and our partners to figure out where the need exists. So for us, we look at where there's need that's not being met and how we can help meet that need. And so over the last few years, we've added programs to um, issue canteen gift cards to the VA cafeteria, to VAs, to be able to give out to veterans who are hungry and waiting for appointments so they can have a warm meal. We added a component of transportation services to get veterans to and from appointments for critical appointments like dialysis and chemo and things like that that they can't afford to miss. I mean, especially during COVID with a lot of the shuttles not being able to run because they can't transport groups of people. So that was really crucial during that time frame. And it's something that's ongoing um, for us. We also added homeless veteran housing packs as veterans get um, get housed in HUD-BASH, VA's affordable housing program that are homeless because they have to be chronically homeless living on the streets or under a bridge for six months of the last year. And so for us, we're able to um, do their move-in kit so that they have kind of all the bedding and dishes and essentials that they need when they get housed for the first time. So those are things we created based on the need that was identified by the people that we work with and other partner agencies. And so for us, you know, we do want to grow, but we want to put the money where it's needed in those things. We don't want to duplicate what somebody else is doing. Um, we don't want to get into areas that, you know, that we're not experts in. Um, and we want to, you know, just continue to grow. Um, I do see us doing more support with the military and garden reserves. Um, we've recently expanded our food distributions that were once veteran food distributions to um, just food distribution. So now we're serving active duty garden reservists as well. Um, you know, there's been a lot of news lately about um, hunger issues among active duty and so, and food insecurity. So we've expanded to be able to serve them at, at our food distributions as well. Um, we've also opened, you know, some of the VAs are still kind of real tight and restricted because of COVID. And so in a lot of places, we can't really go back in and do patient visits and some of the things we're doing. So we're working more with the community, um, community veteran support agencies, community um, veteran homeless shelters, um, also garden reserve units and their activities and events. So I see us growing more and more into that space um, to be able to utilize our volunteers to do more and, uh, and, and expanding in the military and garden reserve space more. So how can people reach out and help? 
Uh, of course, they can donate um, on our website at soldiersangels.org, but they can also volunteer. Um, we have so many volunteer opportunities. There's almost something for everybody, um, whether it's virtual. So you can do all of it online if you want to. Um, you can volunteer at a food distribution if you're in one of the local markets where we have a food distribution or even a VA hospital. Um, we do work in you know hundreds of VA hospitals. Some of them we have physical sites in, um, but you know last for our Veterans Day program we served 124 VA medical centers in all 50 states. So you know we have people everywhere, um, and we can support everywhere. So there's a lot of opportunity. So you know donate or give your time, um, time, talent, and treasure. Um, any of those things are great.